for the reading of God's Word this morning. We'll be reading from Acts chapter 3, verses 1 to 10. This is the Word of the Lord for all of us. Now Peter and John were going up to the temple at the hour of prayer, the ninth hour. And a man lame from birth was being carried, whom they laid daily at the gate of the temple that is called the Beautiful Gate, to ask alms to those entering the temple. Seeing Peter and John about to go into the temple, he asked to receive alms. And Peter directed his gaze at him, as did John, and said, Look at us. And he fixed his attention on them, expecting to receive something from them. But Peter said, I have no silver and gold, but what I do have, I give to you. In the name of Jesus of Nazareth, rise up and walk. And he took him by the right hand and raised him up, and immediately his feet and ankles were made strong. And leaping up, he stood and began to walk and entered the temple with them, walking and leaping and praising God. And all the people saw him walking and praising God and recognized him as the one who sat at the beautiful gate of the temple asking for alms. And they were filled with wonder and amazement at what had happened to him. Let's bow our heads as we pray. Lord, thank you for your word for all of us this morning. God, we ask that your Holy Spirit will direct us into all truth. Holy Spirit, teach us your word this morning, and I pray that, Lord, you will uh, fill our homes, Lord, with the power of the Holy Spirit, with your presence and the, and the peace that comes from you. We honor you today in Jesus' name. Amen. Good morning, everyone. We are uh, broadcasting live here at Victory Pasa, here at Double Dragon. You know, I miss this place, but I miss you more, and I know you to miss this place as well, and uh, we just want to clarify that we are not holding a mass gathering. We are just simply broadcasting live over the internet to your screens. And so we are not yet allowed by the government to have mass gathering. And so I hope that as you uh, uh, watch in your, the comforts of your home, I hope that your family is safe and, uh, you know, protected. And it is my prayer that as you uh, watch and, you know, tune in with us, you will experience and see the power of the Holy Spirit in your lives and in the lives of the people that you care about. As we continue our series, A New Hope, this series, our desire is that as a church community, we will be strengthened in the faith, and as a result of that, we will preach the gospel, we will continue to proclaim the gospel in and out of season. And, you know, last week, Pastor Nixon uh, preached about the Pentecost. The Pentecost is a time where the disciples were immersed in the presence and the power of the Holy Spirit that enabled them to proclaim the gospel wherever they go. And today, the passage that we have read is about the healing, the miraculous healing of the lame beggar. And what we will see on this account is that the healing of this man is just but one of the many miracles that happened that day. We will discover that through his miracle, other people receive their miracles as well. And so as you tune in and watch, where, where, regardless in YouTube or in Facebook, I hope that you will see the power of the Holy Spirit moving in your own lives and the lives of other people. And so as we take a closer look 
at this account says here that now Peter and John were going up to the temple at the hour of prayer, the ninth hour. Now, the temple is a sacred place for the Jewish people. They would go there for uh, worship, for prayer, and to give their offerings. Now, we don't know why John, uh, Peter and John were going to the temple. Uh, it was not explicitly said. Now, I know some of you will think, well, they are there at the hour of prayer, so most probably they will pray. Maybe... Probably, it was not explicitly said, but the reason I'm pointing that out is because of this. Remember that Peter and John and the rest of the disciples have already realized uh, how, uh, what it means to uh, worship God in spirit and in truth. They already have experienced that they have access to God 24-7, anytime and anywhere, that they could pray regardless of the temple and in their homes, wherever they are at. And they also discovered in Acts chapter 2 and realized that the God that they worship is not just our God, Emmanuel, God with us, but also a God that is in us. As they were immersed in the power of the Holy Spirit, they realized that, that God is, you know, made them a temple of the Holy Spirit. And so really, there's no reason for them to be at the temple. Probably it's a, a force of habit. Maybe they're there to reach out to others. We don't know. But one thing we know is this. Peter, John, and the rest of the disciples you know, when they were immersed in the Holy Spirit, what happened to them is this. They start to develop or they started to develop a lifestyle, a missional lifestyle. They always find opportunities to preach the gospel, to preach the reason Jesus wherever they go. And that's why probably they were, that's one of the reasons why they were in the temple. And so now the author Luke brought in a new character. He, he says here that a man lame from birth, he was not named, so probably we just can just call him uh, Aman because he's a man, okay? So Aman, uh, lame from birth, uh, from his birth, was being carried whom they laid daily at the gate of the temple that is called the beautiful gate to ask alms to those entering the temple. Now this person, see Aman, is uh, said to be in Acts chapter 4 verse 22. Uh, more than 40 years old. Now, I want you to imagine with me, okay? I know you're in your comfort of your home, but I want you to think with me. Imagine the brokenness and the hopelessness of this person. For more than 40 years, every single day, he will sprawl, he will crawl, and occasionally be carried to this gate to, you know, really to sit down and, uh, and, and uh, beg. He would uh, do that. Now, if you don't have a picture of what that means, if you don't have any idea how hard that it could be, maybe you could try to live your life uh, without a leg. Try it for several hours. And when you see the pain and the difficulty of living uh, such life and how hard that is, you will be grateful. All You and I will be grateful that we actually have legs to stand on. And, you know, for a moment, probably it will, uh, you will forget. We will all forget our momentary troubles. And so we'll be grateful for that. Now, this person who's been there for many, many years, every single day, thousands of people will pass him by. Some people will give, others won't. And it said here that he was being laid at the gate of the temple. Like I said, the temple is very sacred in their life at, uh, during that time. And the te temple is a place of worship. However, PWDs are not allowed in the temple. So here he is. You know, the temple is so near yet so far, he could not enter. He's excluded into worshiping God at that place. Also, 
the place, uh, the temple is a place of restoration. You know, when you give your offerings and perform sacrifices, the, they believe that, you know, forgiveness of sin is made possible because of that. There's a place of restoration. However, for this person, uh, he's remained for many years broke, remained many years broken. Not only that, but this temple is a place, supposedly a place of hope. And yet we see that the scenario for this man is such hopeless case. In fact, it said there that he was seated at this uh, called, a place called Beautiful Gate. And, you know, while he's seated on that beautiful gate asking for alms, the gate is said to be uh, made of bronze. But here, this guy asking for copper, silver, and gold. You know, he, the, he was seated at the beautiful gate, but there's nothing beautiful at his situation and his condition. You know, for him, his crisis has become the norm. For him, his crisis has become forever. You know, many of us, we encounter difficulties and we complain about that. But for this guy, I mean, it has been forever. A crisis that never ended in his lifetime. Now, I want us to slow down for a moment. I want you to, to imagine, I think uh, some of you are watching, that sounds similar to your situation. Probably you are in a relational a crisis that takes forever to be restored and to be healed. Probably you are in a financial predicament that won't go away. Some of you probably have illnesses and diseases that seemingly don't, won't get healed. And, you know, I think about that and you're probably imagining and hopelessness starts to creep in. Now, uh, the good news is this, that this person, Aman, as he had encounter with the disciples, his life is about to change. It says here that seeing Peter and John to go into the temple, he asked and received, uh, he asked to receive alms. And so for this guy, just ordinary day for more than 40 years, every single day, that's what he would do, ask alms from the people. Ordinary day. But as an encounter with Peter and John, as an encounter with the believers, an encounter with the disciple, his life is about to be changed. Sana all, ano? Sana every encounter that, we, that people have with a Christian, their life will be transformed and they will be blessed. Anyway, uh, and so Peter directed his gaze at him and as did John and said, look at us. Now, that phrase directed his gaze means this, to deliberately look with an intention to act. For many years, Peter and John have seen this person, have witnessed, watched him in the temple and because of the Holy Spirit now in there, something has changed. You know, the presence of God, the Spirit of the Lord, enables us to look at people in a different light. And so this person, Peter and John, was looking at Ammon and watching him directly with an intention to act. And he said there, that, uh, look at us. Now, that phrase, look at us, is to look with anticipation for spiritual uh, happening. Now, a uh, spiritual result at that. Now, the, the author, Luke, was asking the readers of 2020, the readers of today, to pay attention on what is about to happen. There's something uh, spectacular that will follow after this. And so let's go and continue. He said here that as he fixed his attention on them, expecting to receive something from them, once again, you know, every single day he would do that. It says here in verse 6, Peter and John, but Peter said, I have no silver and gold, but what I do have, I give to you. It's like Peter and John was telling this person, you know, my friend, 
Um, silver and gold did not change your life. It did not change your situation. It did not change your condition. For many years, you've been doing that. I will give you something so much more that can transform your life and your way you see life forever. And so here's Peter and John exclaiming, in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. That encounter with the Lord Jesus Christ and the proclamation of the name of Jesus Christ and the power of the Holy Spirit, a miracle has happened. What, that, what was that miracle? This person has been healed. In verse 7, it says here, And he took him by the right hand and raised him up. You know, sometimes I know a lot of us are praying. I hope that we are all praying. We are praying for the people. But how many of you know that sometimes prayer is really not enough. Sometimes there is just a place where we believers has to help someone. You know, when life hits someone hard and knock them down, we got to help them out, right? And when we are experience that, when life hits us hard and we are knocked out, we need someone to help us up. We need someone to raise us up. We need someone to lift us up. And, you know, in our church community, we have this uh, environment where you can find that. Uh, and that is called, wait for it, Victory Group, no? And so I hope that you will find, you have a Victory Group where you find uh, someone to help you when you hit hard by life and you're able to stand up again. Now, this is a miracle. It said here that immediately, immediately and in an instant, the person was able to stand. So, uh, Ammon, who was for more than 40 years, unable to stand for the first time in his life, he was able to stand. Now, I know in today's uh, advancement of human knowledge and medical sciences, it seems so impossible. How could this be, something like this happen? Well, that's the point. It is a miracle. It is really supernatural and, uh, you know, spectacular. And a lot of, uh, probably a lot of today, would, you know, skeptics would say, uh, how is this even possible? Well, uh, I don't know. But here's what I know. You know, if God can create something out of nothing, then this is not the hardest case for him. Imagine this. The universe in its vast, you know, space out there, a hostile environment, and Milky Way being a hostile address, God was able to give life and sustain life here on earth. See, a lot of people think that, you know, you know, a miracle is no longer happening today. You know, you have to open your eyes. In fact, every time you open your eyes, it is a miracle in itself. Every day we spend here on planet earth is a miracle of life. And that is why for God, you know, this is not really uh, difficult. In fact, impossibilities is, you know, or God's expertise. It is His expertise when something's so hard and something difficult. And I hope that you're comforted that that's how powerful our God is. And it said here, now look, He's, he's a physician, by the way. And so if there's someone who will be, uh, you know, uh, investigate this more carefully, it is actually Luke being a physician. And he said this, that immediately his feet and ankles were made strong. Look, the physician made sure that he will not be misunderstood, that he is not telling, uh, telling a fairy tale. This is something that happened in, you know, in real life. In fact, that description of the feet and ankles or me technical medical term that Luke used, he, it was as if he was describing the anatomy of the feet. In, in today's advancement, probably you, you, you will define it, he would uh, define it as calcinus, the, 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 the fibula, the tibia being strong. 
you know, it was really technical to make sure that he was not telling a fairy tale. It's like he was saying, I checked this out. I personally checked out the facts and this is what happened. Now, as we continue, it said there that it was made strong. In verse 8, leaping and he stood and began to walk, he entered the temple. Remember the temple? A place of worship, a place uh, that they were that, that this person is unable to go to for many years, but now it has been made a reality. From a temple that he watched from afar, you know, now he's able to come in to worship and to praise God. But wait, that's not the, that's not the most spectacular thing that happened there. You know, for God, it is not enough that he was able to enter into the temple, a symbol of his presence. For God, it was not enough. And you know what God did? Through, the na- through faith in Jesus Christ, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, he was healed. And God, you know, declaring that he is, it is not enough that you enter into my temple. I will make you the temple of the Holy Spirit. Isn't that amazing? That everyone who, you know, experienced a miracle of God, a salvation, putting their trust and their faith in the Lord Jesus Christ, we become the temple of the Lord. And so he was now able to walk and leap and praise God along the way. What an amazing sight for him and for God. And you know, like I said, this miracle is just but the, one of the miracles that happened. There were another miracle that happened there that day. In fact, this is what happened. All the people who saw him walking and praising God and recognized him as the one who sat at the beautiful gate of the temple, asking for alms, and they were what? Filled with wonder and amazement at what had happened. The people were also healed. You know what? They were healed of their spiritual blindness. Now they, have, they were able to see uh, the, 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 the power of God in display. And of course, like I said, Peter and John was finding opportunities all the time, looking for opportunities to pro- proclaim the gospel. And this miracle pointed the, you know, people to them. And as people flock in, Peter now preached the gospel. And you know what the result of that? Here's the result. Many of those who had heard the word believed. And the number of them, or the number of men came to about 5,000. For about 5,000 people, was said there, people received salvation. Crowd was turned to believers. Crowd became believers at the preaching of Peter because of the miracle that they have witnessed. The miracle of life happened as, as uh, not just when the, he was healed, but also spiritual life was birthed to these people, 5,000 of them. And of course, you know, Events like that won't skip the eyes of the rulers. The next day, this is what was said. The next day, the rulers and elders and scribes gathered together in Jerusalem with Annas the high priest. These are all historical figures. Caiaphas and John and Alexander who were all for the high priestly family. It's like in our today's version of that, nagkaroon ng Senate inquiry. There was a Senate inquiry of what happened and now this uh, Peter, John, and the, the Ammon was being called upon and summoned to explain what had happened. And they were asking this. And when they had set them in the midst, they inquired, by what power or by what name did you do this? They recognized that this is something that cannot be done by human hands. They know that it is something, uh, someone's power that is greater than them that able to do that. And guess what happened? Peter, of course, preached to them the gospel. And you know what happened to them? Peter filled with the Holy Spirit Preach to them, rulers of the people and elders, if you are being examined today <clears throat> concerning a good deed that done to a crippled man, <coughs> sorry, by what means this man has been healed, 
Let it be known to all of you, to all the people of Israel, that by the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, whom you crucified, whom God raised from the dead, by, by him this man standing before you well. And he quoted a psalm, uh, some, I think Psalm 118. He said, this Jesus, the stone that was rejected by you, the builders, which has become the cornerstone. He said, and there is salvation in no one else. For there is no other name under heaven given among men by which we must be saved. The miracles of all miracles is that salvation has been made possible because of the life, the death, and the resurrection of our Lord Jesus Christ. And guess what happened? The, they, were, they were not able to respond. See, a miracle at that magnitude will silence all critics, will silence all skeptics, and the gospel continued to advance that day. In fact, it was what's said in verse 14 as I end. But seeing the man who was healed standing beside him, they had nothing to say in opposition. Miracles, ladies and gentlemen, serves a, you know, a greater purpose. And we are not supposed people should, you know, look after the miracle. When it happens, great. But it only serves one purpose. That is to advance the kingdom of God. Great that Ammon received his miracle. It was great that more than 5,000 received salvation. But even today, for you and I, this story, this account continue to be true because Jesus Christ is indeed the only name that is given under heaven and earth by which we must be saved. Salvation, ladies and gentlemen, is a result of a miracle as well. You know, in conclusion, as I land this, this is what happened on that brief account. Disciples were empowered. They were become conduits of the power of the Holy Spirit. The lame was healed. The crowd became believers. The critics were speechless. The skeptics were silenced. The God, our God is praised. Salvation is proclaimed and hope restored. The only question left for you and I is this. Are you in faith? Let's take this time to pray. Lord, thank you for your word for all of us. God, stir our faith. Lord, to believe for the supernatural. May ordinary day become extraordinary, supernatural encounter with you. That when people who don't know you have an encounter with the believers, their ordinary day will become a supernatural day. Lord, knowing that for God, there is no such thing as hopeless case. Lord, we, your people, may be able to demonstrate and proclaim the power of God through the salvation that we receive in our Lord Jesus Christ. Lord, we take this time to pray for our family members who were sick. Lord, we ask that your presence will go ahead of us. Lord, we claim your promise that when we lay our hands to people who are sick, they will be well. They will recover. Lord, in the name of Jesus, Lord, we declare today that you will hover, Lord God, our country and even the whole world to be healed, Lord God, with COVID. That this pandemic, Lord, will not have a final say because you, our God, is greater than any of the sickness and diseases and challenges that we will ever face. And Lord, we also want to pray this time for those people who are 
tuning in and listening in but have not made a decision to follow you and to give their lives to you. And if you know that's you, I want, to, I want you to pray with me. Lord Jesus, we thank you for this account that was preached today. And Lord, help me, help me in my unbelief. Help me to give my life to you and follow you all the days of my life. Lord, I want to receive that miracle of, sal- of salvation. And today, God, as I confess and proclaim that you are our Lord, you, my Lord, Lord, is powerful and able to redeem us from all our sickness, diseases, our sin, and our frailties, Lord. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Lord, today, salvation can be received to the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. And with that, Lord, may you be proclaimed. May you restore the hope that we all have and we fix our eyes on you, Jesus, the author and perfecter of our faith. In Jesus' name we pray.